Hello, amazing parents, and welcome to Parenting with Psychology. I'm Dr. Lindsay Emerson. I'm a clinical psychologist, parenting coach, and mother of four, and I'm here to teach you actionable psychology-based parenting tools from my 5Cs Parenting Framework to help you master any parenting situation. Thanks for joining me today. At Parenting with Psychology, we believe amazing parenting means becoming intentional in your parenting and proactive in learning skills to help you parent more effectively in a way that best fits your unique parent-child dynamic. Before we dive into today's tips, let's take a moment to add a positive spin to our parenting and think about a time when you utilized your parenting toolbox to have a win with your family this week. I'll share one of mine with you. The other day, my 10-year-old asked me if he could buy a video game that I think is a bit too mature for him. He's my screen guy and loves gaming, so this sort of thing comes up fairly often. He's also very persuasive and would be an excellent member of a debate team or a politician one day. We took the time to talk about the game, why he's interested in it, and whether his friends are playing the game. We consulted commonsensemedia.org, my go-to reference for guidance on age recommendations for everything from video games to movies. The rating suggested we should wait a few more years for this game, and I've already allowed him to play a different game that's a bit of a stretch for his current age. As tempted as I was to make his day and say yes, it just didn't feel like the right decision. So I stayed strong with the decision to wait on this one, reminding him about the more mature game that he already has. It's tough sticking your decisions when you also want to please your kids, but it feels amazing to make the call that you really believe is best for your child. Okay, now let's move on to today's parenting tips. This episode is titled 10 Tips for Raising Good Sleepers. Raising good sleepers has always been a priority for me. Let me tell you a quick story. When my daughter was in TK, which is an early transitional kindergarten program we have in California, I met an amazing group of mom friends and started hosting a regular mom's night out at my house. At the time, I had a six-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and was pregnant with our fourth child. At the first mom's night out, the ladies arrived at 7.30 p.m., and asked if my husband was out with the kids. I said, no, he's just reading him back in our bedroom while we socialize, and the kids have all been put to bed already. Many of them were awestruck. If you're having the same reaction hearing this, please know that this is very doable. You can absolutely prioritize sleep in your family and establish an early bedtime for your children. Over the past few months, I've written a four-part blog series on sleep hygiene. What is sleep hygiene? This term refers to your child's sleep environment and behaviors, both of which can affect their sleep quantity and quality. We want to do everything we can to maximize our children's sleep so they can continue to grow healthy and strong and be primed for better behavior throughout the day. I 100% believe that training your children to be good sleepers makes for happier families and stronger marital relationships. Kids are not just born as good sleepers or bad sleepers. They can absolutely be shaped into good sleepers. In case you missed any of the four prior episodes on sleep hygiene, they're titled Master Your Child's Bedtime Routine, Is Your Child's Room Conducive with Sleep, Why Consistent Bedtimes Are Important at All Ages, and Bedtime Battles, How to Prevent Common Bedtime Disruptions for a Smooth Bedtime Routine. You can find each episode at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 6 slash 11 slash 26 and slash 32. Those four episodes outline some essential information for raising good sleepers. Check them out when you have time. But for today's episode, I'm going to summarize them into 10 tips for raising good sleepers. So this is a great starting point. Keep listening to learn some simple yet effective tools to get your child and you a good night's sleep. Number one. 
understand the importance of sleep for your child. Getting a good night's sleep is crucial for your child's overall health and development. When kids get sufficient sleep, they achieve proper growth spurts, cognitive development, learning and memory, boosts in immune function, and improved emotional well-being. Ensuring your child is getting a good night's sleep is one of the best ways you can help them to thrive. Number two, communicate with your child about the importance of sleep and the bedtime routine. Explain to your child that a good night's rest helps them grow, learn, and have energy for the next day's activities. Setting clear expectations helps children understand the purpose of bedtime and reduces resistance. Number three, create a calming bedroom environment with easy access to their bed, cozy bedding, no major distractions, and a simple non-cluttered feel. Organize your child's bedroom such that any toys, clothes, books, etc. have a place to be stored at bedtime, tucked away, out of sight, and out of mind. Number four, make getting to bed consistently at an early bedtime a priority. This involves some organization and planning. That means having a dinner plan, having the grocery shopping completed, starting to prepare the meal early enough, getting food on the table on time, and then sticking to the sequence of bedtime activities. This may sound like a lot, but as long as you plan ahead and are aware of the timing, it won't feel overwhelming. You can have a relaxing mealtime and early bedtime by staying organized. Number five, establish a bedtime routine with a consistent sequence of events from dinner time through bedtime. For example, you might have everyone help clear the dinner table, then take a bath, then brush teeth, then read three short books, then use the restroom if they're potty trained, then get a quick snuggle in bed before turning out the lights. Number six, put your child to bed at the same time at least six nights of the week to create a consistent sleep schedule. Consistency is the key to your child's circadian rhythm. Their circadian rhythm is their body's internal clock. By establishing a consistent bedtime, you are training your child's body to release the hormone melatonin at that time of night which helps their bodies start to feel drowsy and promotes a better night's sleep. Number seven, use the backtrack method to be sure you're putting your child to bed early enough. Think about what time your child's school starts and what time they need to leave the house to get there. Then backtrack based on how long it takes to calmly get ready, have breakfast, and pack up their school bag. Then add at least half an hour buffer for days when they're really tired and sleep in because you don't want to have to wake them up to get ready for school. Then rewind another 9 to 11 hours, depending on how long your child needs to sleep to feel fully rested. Here are some recommendations across different ages, but keep in mind that every child has unique sleep needs. The recommended bedtime for children under age 5 is between 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m., with a total sleep duration of 10 to 14 hours. That duration includes naps if your child is still napping. Hey, amazing parents, when was the last time you got a full night's sleep? Sleep is essential to physical health and emotional well-being. As adorable as babies are, they can really do a number on you during those first few months of endless sleep disruption. Often they've got things figured out by six months, but if you have a healthy infant or toddler at least six months of age who is not yet sleeping through the night and you're motivated to teach them how, check out my masterclass on sleep training. In this solution-focused class, you'll learn my step-by-step -step approach to sleep training infants and toddlers. 
you'll learn the rationale behind my sleep training program so you can feel prepared and committed to the protocol for sleep training success. It's packed with essential psychology-based parenting tools in a very manageable 75-minute class. Getting a full night's sleep is priceless, but the masterclass to get you there only costs $75 for a limited time. Learn more at parentingwithpsychology.com sleep. Let's get you and your baby a full night's sleep. In the five to 11 year range, kids still need nine to 11 hours of sleep per night. A reasonable bedtime would be between 7.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. Teenagers are recommended to get 8 to 10 hours of sleep per night with a bedtime range between 8.30 p.m. and 10.30 p.m., depending on their school start time and extracurricular activities. It's important for teens to prioritize sufficient sleep for their overall health, cognitive function, and emotional well-being. Number 8. If you're considering altering your child's bedtime, do so in 15-minute increments. When you notice they are A. Taking longer than usual to fall asleep, B. Waking up earlier than usual, or C, asking for a later bedtime. Bump their bedtime later by 15 minutes. 15 minutes less sleep times seven nights adds up to a significant change over the course of a week. So try that out, and chances are they'll be at the right bedtime for months or even a year before they need another adjustment. Number nine, use prevention strategies to minimize bedtime disruptions. This may include offering a snack before bed to avoid last-minute requests for food or clearly stating, this is our last chance to eat before breakfast, before you leave the dinner table. For kids who have nighttime fears, prevention strategies might include talking through fears during the day and developing a bedtime mantra like, I am safe and loved in my home and mommy and daddy are nearby. Whatever issue stalls your child's bedtime, get ahead of it during the day to get you set up for success with a smooth bedtime. Number 10, to manage bedtime disruptions that do occasionally occur, be prepared with response strategies to use in the moment. For children frequently requesting a late night bathroom break, allow them to go, but avoid engaging in conversation or play that may draw out the bedtime process and make them more likely to request bathroom breaks in the future. For kids claiming not to be tired at bedtime, response strategies might include acknowledging your child's feelings gently reminding them that their body needs rest to grow and be healthy. Stick to the established bedtime routine and avoid engaging in negotiations or power struggles. Raising good sleepers is an important goal for families. It can have a huge impact on overall family happiness and your relationship with your partner. Getting enough sleep is necessary for children and adults to have improved attention, behavior, learning, memory, and overall physical and mental health. Having children who consistently and smoothly go to bed at an early evening hour and sleep through the night is not a miracle. It's the result of some intentional planning and purpose in your child's early years. In today's episode, I outline 10 essential steps to raising good sleepers. Think about which one or two you can start working on this week and add another one each week until you feel like you integrated them all into your child's sleep routine. Then relish in the calm and relaxing evenings you experience and the well-rested and more stable behavior you experience from your child every day. Wishing you a good night's sleep. Raising Good Sleepers is part of the consistency category of my 5Cs Parenting Framework. See, check yourself, are you an intentional parent? At parentingwithpsychology.com blog 35 to learn about the 5Cs. To find more episodes in this category, go to the show notes for today's episode at parentingwithpsychology.com blog 38 and use the category search menu on the right of your screen. 
Oh, sleep hygiene can do wonders for your evening routine, but some infants and toddlers need a little more training to sleep through the night without waking. If you have a healthy child over six months of age and you're ready to help them sleep through the night, join me in my sleep training masterclass at parentingwithpsychology.com sleep. I'll teach you step-by-step how to effectively sleep train your child to get you and your baby a full night's sleep. Okay, amazing parents, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for being here, everyone. Join me next week where I'll follow up on a recent episode discussing whether parents should push their children to try sports, and I'll tell you exactly how we handled that decision for our family. Until then, keep up the good work on your amazing parenting journey. You can follow Parenting with Psychology and sign up to receive my weekly newsletter at parentingwithpsychology.com tips to be sure you don't miss any of my new tips. My weekly tips are available to read on my website, to listen to on your favorite podcast player, or to watch on YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me more regularly and join the Parenting with Psychology community, follow Parenting with Psychology on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. It would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to rate and review this episode to help it become more visible to other parents. And finally, a quick legal disclaimer. Please note that the advice provided in this episode is different than therapy and does not serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you or your child have concerns or need further parenting or personal support, please contact a physician or other qualified local health professional. See you next week, amazing parents.